Hello, friend. I'm back. How are you doing? How is it your like color? What color do you feel like? I feel like I'm green today, like a dark, dark green. Pretty low energy today. Um, I am in my menstrual phase, aka on my period, which is actually part of what I want to talk about today because being autistic in an allistic world comes with so many challenges on its own, right? But then you throw in living in a female body with fluctuating hormones, it gets chaotic. And the autism does not like the chaos, right? So I just wanted to talk about that and hopefully get something cathartic out of it. Humans in general, but especially autistic people, appreciate structure, right? And growing up, I felt like, you know, kind of general society gave me the impression that the female body is chaotic as heck, and that you just kind of never know when a woman is going to blow her top off and be all weird and explosive because of hormones, right? And that isn't safe feeling, first of all. And, And second, it's not true. I don't think that people have invested as much uh, science into women as they could have, you know, at least in this uh, modern age and in Western society, but things are changing in that regard. And there has been a lot of awesome research on the female body in the last few decades. So hopefully you might have heard of biohacking, as some people call it, um, or have you just done your own research and learned more about the female cycle? Um, If you haven't, I'm going to give you a quick rundown because it is something that will really help you probably. If, if If you are autistic especially, having a structure for how, like, knowing how your body is changing and what it needs day to day, week to week, as, you know, your cycle repeats itself, is really helpful and comforting. And I know when I discovered more about my phases, it helped me feel so much more sane and, like, in control and connected with my body. Um, we often, I know I, I, I thought in my own brain, like, oh, the period happens at the end of the month. Even, you know, because everyone has cycles at different times and they change, you know, they kind of naturally move throughout the the calendar month. It's it's never really the same, right? But in terms of like what the natural cycle is, it's like, oh, like the body is, you know, letting go of the eggs and shedding the lining and blah, blah, blah. That must be like the ending of the cycle. But it turns out that scientists um, have categorized it as the beginning of a phase, right? And so that's why, you know, when... Um, people are talking about how long you've been pregnant. It's not how long since you had intercourse that resulted in having a baby. It's how long since your last period. Anyway, I just think it's interesting that your period is actually kind of a symbol of of birth, not just death. (laughs) So first part of your phase, the menstrual phase, the most famous, Aunt Flo comes to visit, whatever you want to call it. Um, I associate this time with winter. It's when you have the least amount of social energy. I know I need 
way more sleep than I even need normally. And I need a lot of sleep generally. Um, and you just want to be cozy, honestly, be quiet at home. It tends to be a time of introspection and, uh, you tend to be more analytical, meditative, calm. And this is very interesting to look at because again, people, society, whatever, they've deemed PMS and being on your period as a time when women are crazy, quote unquote, when actually if you are treating your body how it wants to be treated and you're not pushing it over the edge, you're actually very chill on your period. And I think that a lot of the mental breakdowns and such that are seen as characteristic of being on your period have come from us as a society not allowing women to take downtime towards the end of their cycle or the beginning of their cycle. Sorry, I'm still getting used to adjusting to viewing the period as like the beginning of the cycle because in my head, it's still kind of the end. But um, basically, I have noticed that my cycle has become a lot less scary and, and, and violent when I am actively allowing myself to rest when I'm menstruating and the days before I'm menstruating because that is what my body needs and that's what my hormones are like pushing me to do. And if you want knowledge on like the science behind all of this, I would go read the book In the Flow by Alisa Vitti. That is where I have all of this information from. And it's so fascinating. And it goes into like, you know, what kind of exercise and food and like, emo- like how your emotions are. And you can find just kind of general information on all of that stuff with a quick Google search as well. I actually made a chart with all of that kind of basic information for my boyfriend because I was like, hey, you, you don't have knowledge like this. I I want to knowledge you. <laughs> I want to knowledge you. <laughs> um, And yeah, so I have this like chart with like, okay, this is, you know, how I'm feeling in my head. And like, this is the kind of like movement I'm up for. Like when I'm menstruating, I'm, I want to like, just kind of do something chill, like yoga or a walk or just, just rest, just sleep and eat like warm, rich foods. Oh my gosh. Eating. That's another thing that like, as an autistic person, I love to eat the same thing every day. And I don't like having to have a ton of options and choose between those options. And food has been a really difficult thing for me throughout my life, partially because there are so many options. Anyway, so I've been working with a nutritionist specifically around like autism and my food. And 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 so we've been working on like creating these staple foods that are healthy, right? Because my, my thing, and I've been like raised in a very like health conscious house. And so I would always get anxiety about like, oh, like these are foods I feel comfortable with, but they're not giving me the right nutrition I need. And then honestly, especially once I I learned about the different foods that are good for my body throughout my cycle, it kind of gave me more anxiety about like, oh, well, I'm, I'm eating this and I'm, that's not the right food for this part of my cycle. Right. And like that gave me anxiety. And so I kind of be aware of that. Like, don't get too in your head with it and too literal. Like, oh my gosh, I can't eat oatmeal because I'm on my period and oatmeal is for when I'm ovulating. 
but also give yourself grace that, hey, I don't really want to eat my staple food right now. And that's because my body doesn't want what is in that food right now. And like, that's literally what happened to me this morning. Like oatmeal is my breakfast and I can eat it and I want to eat it most of the time. But when I'm on my period right now, like it just does not sound appealing. And before I knew about my cycle, I would have been really frustrated with myself for that and been really scared and confused by why my body suddenly didn't want my staple food. And now I understand like, oh, it's just because of my hormones because I'm on my period and like I'm craving something different. I'm craving, you know, very like savory foods. So like I would rather have like soup for breakfast than oatmeal. Like just knowing that and like being able to understand what's going on with my body makes me feel so much more safe in my body. And I'm really grateful for that. The next phase is the follicular phase. This is seven to eight days, and this gives me more springtime vibes. This is, you know, we're coming out. We are, well, sorry, whenever I say coming out, I there's a little voice in my brain that has to make a gay joke, and then I'm like, shut up. Um, and anyway, so in your follicular phase, you have more social energy. You're more likely to start new projects. It's a good time to, you know, start socializing more and try new things. Um, your headspace tends to be more creative and curious, sharp-minded, productive. It's good for cardio, for like spontaneous dancing. I love spontaneous dancing during my follicular phase. <laughs> and you're drawn to more like light, fresh foods, you know, like smoothies and salads and like more light protein, like chicken and eggs and stuff. Avocado toast, citrus, like mm, all those good things. And I, yeah, just generally tend to be like more playful and, and chattery when I am in my follicular phase. And this is seven to eight days. I don't know if I said that. And then your third phase is the shortest. It's like only one, maybe two days. And this is summer. This is the most social energy that you have. I like, I feel like capable of anything. Like I have queen energy, very much outgoing, confident, adventurous, like this is follicular and ovulatory. These are the times where I am most able to socialize without getting super burned out. And so again, this is really good to know as an autistic person, because then I can schedule social events within these times. If, you know, I'm tracking my period as I should be and and can predict when these times are going to be. And so then that just, anyway, it generally just gives me a boost up, right. To be able to say like, Oh, like I'm, I'm going to be in a time of my cycle where I am feeling up to socializing, or at least it's more likely that I am. Right. And then in your obligatory phase, intense cardio is really good. Stamina training is really good. And then I like, Oh my gosh, I love very like zingy foods when I'm ovulating. Like I can usually tell when I'm ovulating just by like my sudden intense craving for mangoes and raspberries and just like salmon, like just mm, all those good things, pistachios, spinach, tomatoes. Um, and then, yeah, you tend to be, I, I tend to be very, very flirty when I'm ovulating. Everyone's different though. I know, I know some women are like, 
most flirty when they're on their period. And and some are like, don't touch me when they're on their period. So everyone's kind of different in that way. But then the last and longest phase is the luteal phase. And that is 10 to 12 days. Um, and there's kind of two parts of it. So it's kind of interesting that like it's counted as one phase. Um, but it's, uh, it's the autumn phase, right? And the beginning of the autumn and the end of the autumn are pretty different. The beginning of autumn, you still have like all the bright leaves and the changing colors and it's beautiful. And then the end of autumn is like, okay, we're dying. We're, we're going into winter. We are soaking in, being more still, right? So yeah, the luteal phase includes waning social energy and just increasing rest and self-care is needed. I notice that I tend to be very like I don't know. I feel like like a, a mama bird preparing for winter during my luteal phase. Like I find myself nesting, I call it. Like I get, you know, very focused on organizing my room and making sure everything's tidy and that I have everything I need. Like I'm like buying things from the grocery store that I am going to need in the next few weeks. And I'm just like in a very like preparatory mood. And yeah, that, that just kind of generally goes like I tend to be more focused and protective and thoughtful and nurturing during the luteal phase. Like it very much feels like I'm a mama bird preparing for my babies and stuff. Um, and then in terms of exercise, the first half of your luteal phase, like when the leaves are still bright and colorful, you can do light cardio and strength training. But then the second half, again, you need to just slow down more into like yoga and walking and stuff like that. And then in terms of food, a lot of fiber and protein are really important for this time. So like beef and brown rice and sweet potatoes and squash and pumpkins. Again, very like autumnal foods. It's kind of interesting. Um, like apples, peaches. And this is when I'm most likely to have mental health struggles. I need a lot of reassurance that I'm loved by the people around me. Funnily enough, like once I'm actually on my period, my mental health is okay. It's just like kind of the week leading up to it. Like that last week of the luteal phase tends to be pretty awful. And again, like I remember being a young teenager, my first few years of having a cycle and not knowing anything about my cycle, feeling so out of control in my body and feeling very frustrated and scared that I had no routine, like no structure. It felt very unpredictable. And like, especially as an autistic person, again, that was terrifying. And so it led to a lot of meltdowns of like, why in the world am I feeling this way? Why don't I want to eat this food that I normally want to eat? And like, why can't I feel safe in my own freaking body? So I'm sharing this so that if you have felt that way too, hopefully you can um, learn more about your cycle or about like the cycle of uh, female bodied people around you. And so that you can feel safer and um, have more compassion for your body or, or the female bodies around you. And again, just having structure is extremely helpful, but at the same time, okay, now we're going to come around to the side of it where it's hard. Like I've known about this stuff for several years now. And with my recent autism diagnosis, I have gained more compassion for why the changing of my body so frequently is very upsetting to me. So while I can say like, yeah, I'm very grateful that I have this 
kind of structure to know what's going on with my body and like, oh, like I know, like I'm about in my follicular phase, blah, blah, blah. Like now, like I have a really good period tracking app where like I don't have to do the calculations in my head as to where I am. It's called, the app is called 28 and I would highly recommend because you can just click into the app and it will tell you immediately what phase you're in. And I find that really helpful. But the fact is, is that my body and my hormones are not the same every day. And that gets really old. It gets frustrating and just freaking tiring that I can't rely on and like treat my body in the exact same way every day. This sounds kind of stupid when I'm just sitting here saying it, but I think if you are autistic, like you understand the craving that we have for routine and consistency. Like there is such safety and consistency when so much of our world is baffling and ever-changing and having your body be ever-changing at the same time as the rest of the world it has felt like a betrayal. Um, This is something that I'm working through in talk therapy. Like when I went through puberty and this cycle started happening, I felt a huge sense of betrayal from my body that was like, wait, you are changing. Like I can't rely on you to be the same every day like I'm used to. And now I am trying to treat my body with more compassion and, you know, it's kind of like the Lord's prayer where it's like, I change the things that I have control over, but like I accept the things that I cannot change. And my cycle is something that I cannot change, right? I can, I can do different things to help make the transitions more smooth. And I've seen a nutritionist and I used to have like really bad mental health during my PMS time, like during my luteal phase. And now I have, you know, ways to deal with that. I like take progesterone cream to help balance out my hormones, but it still is a bit of a roller coaster and it's still disheartening at times to just feel like I don't have the stability that I want from my body. And I guess it's kind of like dealing with the weather, right? You know, I think if if God was autistic, then there would be a routine to the weather patterns. Um, and while there is, I, it, it really is exactly like the weather. Like there is some sort of routine to the weather, right? We have seasons, but it's not the same every day. And it's not a mathematical science as to like, okay, on the first day of this month of every year, this weather is going to be this way. It It's gray in that way. And it's the same thing with my body. I know generally how it's going to behave around this time, but it's slightly different every month. And it's not, and the thing is, the thing is, even if it were exactly the same, like, oh, I know on the first of the month, my body is going to be this way. And on the 15th of the month, it's going to be that way. Even if it were exactly that precise, I think I would still be frustrated that it just wasn't the same hormonally every day. So I guess 
it's up to me to, you know, do the emotional work of letting go of that expectation and that resentment towards my body that it's not the way that I want. And I hope that anyone listening out there who is around a autistic child and autistic female in particular who is about to go through puberty that you can help them with this transition because it is especially difficult to have a changing body and changing hormones when you are autistic and chaos is so so scary so with that thank you for listening and i hope that this has been helpful for you And I appreciate that you just kind of listen to me talk about my feelings, bro. (laughs) You have a lovely day now. All right. I'll talk to you next time.